Welcome back to this week's episode of Roll Faith and Apologetics, and I am your host, Jess Robinson. I hope you guys had a great week, and this week we are starting to dive into the topic of the Bible being inspired by God and is the infallible authoritative truth for our lives. As for some of you that don't know or have just jumped into this podcast for the very first time, I am credentialed through the Assemblies of God, and they have the what is called the 16 fundamentals, and it's what we believe as a denomination. And the very first statement they make is this, the scriptures, both the Old and New Testaments, are verbally inspired of God and are the revelation of God to man, the infallible authoritative role of faith and conduct. And they also lay out for each statement of faith supporting scripture references. And so we'll get into those scripture references in this podcast. And what I love about this statement is how important scripture is. It doesn't matter if you are part of the Assemblies of God denomination to agree with that the Bible, which is God's word, is so important. It's really important, especially today. We see that the Bible is under attack. It has been under attack for quite some time, but we are now starting to see other denominations saying that the Bible is only true in some areas and not true in other areas. However, there is some hope because some Christians still believe the Bible is true and should be taken literally. Now more than ever, we need to be in the Bible and understand what is written because you do have those who oppose the Bible, who throw out some convincing facts, unless you know how to spot the lies. And I'll be honest, I didn't think there were some of these false lies around my rural home of Powell, Wyoming. But if you really look and get into the culture, there are so many lies of the enemy going around. But God didn't leave us alone to figure this out. This week, we are going to dive in to why the Bible is still inspired to this day. And this is going to be a multi-part series. So this is just part one. This week, I'm going to give the major background information of why we believe the Bible is inspired. Next week, we'll have more discussion and applications along with tips on how to read the Bible for all it's worth. And afterwards, In the coming weeks, we are going to begin to look at common arguments that are made from opposing sides that say the Bible is not true. Then we will break down those lies and point to the truth in scripture. So what does the word scripture mean? It means holy writings. And some may ask, how can this be a holy book? It's because God gave those books. By the time of Jesus's birth, the Jews had already accepted the 39 books of the Old Testament as scripture. Paul does refer to the Old Testament as the Holy Scriptures in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15. However, the early church did not have any holy writings of its own yet. However, believers began to recognize the hand of God in writers, which led to the compilation of the New Testament. The word inspired is to describe the manner in which God gave his message to the original writers of scripture. The process began with God, which is important. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, 
For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is one of the verses that the Assemblies of God uses in that statement of fundamental truth. Prophecy in this verse refers to scriptures. In this verse, Peter asserts that God is the original source of the scriptures and that he gave them to us through the Holy Spirit. This means humans did not decide to write scripture on their own. This is huge because we will see in one argument against the Bible that it is written by primitive humans. Another key part of this verse is the Holy Spirit touched and led individuals who then wrote the scriptures in such a way that we can say the scriptures are from God. And we'll explain that more in a minute. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Other translations say all scripture is God-breathed. There are two truths we get from this verse. The first one is that Paul wrote all scripture is. The verse is written in present tense. This means scripture has a present power for life. God is breathing his life in spiritually dead people through inspired scripture. The second truth is Paul used the word all, not some scripture, all scripture is inspired by God. This is important because some believe in partial inspiration. Those who believe this idea claim that since the Bible was written by humans and since humans make mistakes, their logic is the writing of the Bible could contain mistakes. They believe that we must decide that what is inspired and what is not. The problem here is that it gives us the task of deciding what is from God and what is not, which we can't. Either we have to accept all of scripture or reject it all. Another view out there is mechanical dictation. What this view teaches is that God took complete control of the men who wrote the scriptures and used them like a pen to write it word by word. If this view was true, however, every book of the Bible would sound the same, and it's not. You can look at the book of Jeremiah and compare it to the book of Amos, and you will see two different personalities and vocabulary. Even though the Holy Spirit gave the message, the individual writers used their own vocabulary and their divergent personalities are clear throughout each book of the Bible. And this is where we get the term verbally inspired, meaning that the Holy Spirit inspired every word in the original documents. A question that gets asked in some of the arguments that pop up is how we got all the books of the Bible and why some books were not put in the final canon. Now, for those who don't understand, canon means a rule, a standard, a measuring rod. The canon of scripture refers to the books who have met a standard and that the church has accepted as the inspired word of God. In the time of Jesus, the Jews had already accepted the 39 books of the Old Testament. In fact, Jesus himself referred to that scripture, which means he viewed the Old Testament as relevant. The list of the books from the Old Testament canon provided an example for making a list of New Testament books. The list of the 27 books 
of the New Testament formed over a period of three centuries. It was during those years that the church discussed the list often and the majority of the church agreed on God's inspiration on certain books. Ultimately, the books that were truly from God testified for themselves. It was not just the decision of the authors or a church council. Church councils did meet and discuss the different books, but the main purpose was to confirm which books the church agreed on. I honestly believe the Holy Spirit was at work during that time. Continuing on in AD 367, the theologian, and I'm sorry if I butcher this man's name, Athanasius, considered all the books that were being passed around the church as apostolic writings. His examination revealed 27 books, the same ones you have in your New Testament today. The only difference was he placed them in a different order. In AD 397, a church council met in Carthage to discuss which books were truly scripture, and they measured the books by four tests. The first one was an apostle or someone close to an apostle had to be the author, which some will say, well, some of them were not actually with Jesus or an apostle. Luke and Mark were accepted because Luke had traveled with Paul and Mark was a friend of Peter. The apostle John was an apostle, so his gospel and all of his writings were accepted. Paul had an experience with Jesus, and so he was considered an apostle, and so his writings were accepted. The book had to match what the church already knew to be scripture was the second test. If there was any conflict, the book was not accepted. The third one was the book had to be widely accepted by the church. The church as a whole had to recognize that God had inspired the book. If only a small portion of the church believed the book was inspired, it was not placed in the canon. And finally, the book had to have a quality that revealed divine inspiration. And what they mean with that was it needed to change people's lives. So after that council, we have our 27 books of the New Testament. Some may ask about what about the Apocrypha or the Book of Mormon? The Apocrypha is writings that the Catholic Church has accepted. However, the early church did not consider these to be inspired by God and were not included in the Hebrew scriptures. The Book of 1 Maccabees, for example, contains history, but it is not clearly inspired by God. Others within the Apocrypha contain errors and doctrines which are contrary to the Bible. As for the Book of Mormon, while Joseph Smith claims to have written for God, the book contains obvious conflicts with scripture and Joseph Smith was not an apostle or knew an apostle. Plus, none of what has been written in the Book of Mormon has been proven true historically. The books of the Bible have survived over the centuries because individuals of the time passed around handwritten copies of scriptures. When those copies wore out, others were made. 
Today we do not have the original documents, but copies of copies and then translations of those copies. At times, there were errors in copying and printing that occurred, which led to small differences that we call variants. Because of these variants, you will see some individuals who will say that we can't trust our copies of the New Testament. Yet, the New Testament is the most dependable with over 5,300 handwritten copies in the original Greek. The number of documents, along with a high percentage, which is way above the 90% range of agreement, can give us confidence that we have what the original author wrote. Now, something I want to say is that while we say scripture is inspired, it's only referring to the original writings. It doesn't mean translations are inspired, although some translations are more accurate than others. We'll have a discussion on another day about translations, how they came to be, and which ones to look for when reading the Bible. So what are the reasons why we believe scripture is inspired? Number one is the claims of the Old Testament authors. Writers in the Old Testament claim to speak from the Lord more than 3,800 times. Their statements, as the Lord said and the word of the Lord came, is throughout scripture. From Genesis to Malachi, we find God speaking to his people. The second thing is testimony of fulfilled prophecy. This one will come back to us in one of the arguments made against the Bible being inspired. Some believe that it is not inspired because of supposed unfulfilled prophecy. Yet it is totally opposite. The truth of the Old Testament writers claim to be inspired by God is revealed through the testimony of fulfilled prophecy. Nearly one third of scriptures were prophetic when written. Some 2,000 prophecies in scriptures have been fulfilled. For example, Jesus was born of a virgin, as prophesied by Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Micah predicted Jesus would be born in Bethlehem in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Psalm 22 describes the crucifixion. Isaiah 53 lists out Jesus' suffering on the cross. Yes, there are prophecies yet to be fulfilled, including the book of Revelation, but we are seeing them come to pass each day. Another point to make here is the Old Testament contains many types and symbols. A type is a person, event, or thing in the Old Testament that corresponds to a person, event, or thing in the New Testament. For example, Many of the sacrifices and ceremonies laid out in the Old Testament that the Jews followed pointed to what Jesus would do on the cross many years later. The third thing is the testimony of the Bible's unity. Scriptures reveal their circumstances over a period of 1600 years. The Bible is one book written by many authors who were all led by one spirit. Each of those books contribute to the main theme of salvation through Jesus Christ. The Old Testament looks forward to Jesus' death on the cross. The New Testament looks back at the cross. 
Jesus's death and resurrection united the entire Bible. The scriptures clearly agree on every important belief, the Trinity of the Godhead, the fall of humanity, and salvation by grace through faith. Scriptures give us one doctrine, one moral standard, one plan of salvation, and one divine plan of the ages. How that happened can only be God and only explained by God. The fourth reason is testimony from Jesus. And I touched on this a little ways back in the podcast, yet it is important to reiterate. Jesus believed the scriptures were from God. He called the Old Testament the word of God and said in John 10, chapter 10, verse 35, the scripture cannot be broken. Jesus used scripture when facing temptation from Satan, which showed the Old Testament scriptures have authority. Jesus also alluded to the future when he tells them in John chapter 14, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit will remind his disciples of everything he said to them. He knew that they would need to write of his life, his death, and his resurrection. The fifth reason why we believe scripture is inspired is the belief of the apostles. The apostles also believed the Old Testament was from God. Remember in 2 Timothy that Paul said all scripture is God-breathed. In addition, the New Testament writers believe that they themselves spoke for God. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15-16, through 16, Peter referred to Paul's words as scripture. And Paul referred to Luke's gospel as scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 18. The sixth reason why we believe scripture is inspired is historical and archaeological revelation of the truth. If the Bible is true, the historical events and people it tells of must be true. There's so much out there, but history and archaeology have supported the accuracy of the Bible. The seventh and final reason why we believe scripture is inspired is confirmation from changed lives. If the Bible is true, it should change individuals' lives. In every culture where people have read, preached, and obeyed the Bible, it has resulted in changed lives. The testimony of a believer is a testimony of the power of the inspired word. And so that is some of the reasons why we believe scripture is inspired. And we're going to kind of wrap it up this week. Uh, it was a little bit shorter than I thought for recording, but the other stuff that I have for it is going to take a long time to explain. So next week we're going to go into a little bit more discussion of the inspiration behind scripture and applications. And as well, I will have a list of how to read the Bible for all it's worth. I hope you have a great week, everyone. God bless you.